Hello everyone. Welcome you all to a fresh new episode of my podcast. Let's talk life's musings. Today I have with me Jashri Hatangadi. She's a tribal community facilitator and a heritage narrator. So glad that you have joined in today ma'am. Thank you so much for coming over. Thank you so much Kiran. Ma'am, can you just uh, introduce yourself? Ah, that's <laughs> okay. I, I am Jayshree Hatangari, and um, how do I say? I I I love playing all my different roles that I've been playing, and today I have a grandson who's eleven, and I love playing that role of being a grandmother. And I've had a very exciting, a professional career of over thirty-one years, where it was corporate uh, kind of professional services, which was. dealing with uh, financial products and with the retail industry especially consumer durables and this was my own business which i ran for over 25 years and after that i went abroad and did this there also so that's one part of my life after uh, our decision to return home to wisac that is 2005 my role switched i continued being a trainer for commercial products professionally but started engaging myself with the tribal area of our uh, district it was very interesting very uh, time consuming and sort of rewarding i would say and somewhere around 2008 a very good interesting program came up called school year abroad it's an american organization that takes students of united states and they go for a they go schooling for one year abroad so school year abroad or known as sya have their institutes in spain france italy china and the fifth one was india at visakhapatnam i was the indian director for the operation so that happened from 2008 9 and then for reasons many because of our our political situation bomb strikes and all the school program couldn't continue in wisac it had to shut around 12 2012 meaning the students were there only for two years but the rest of it it stopped although i was engaged by that then the decision was how much commercial do i do or do i stick with my tribal so somewhere around 2015 i decided that i'll only do everything uh, non commercial i not do anything where revenue generation happens and i continued becoming a commun- tribal community facilitator and a tribal education facilitator and while i am at visakhapatnam i am a heritage narrator so i was accessible to n number of people for different reasons and that gave me a lot more how to say energy to do things that i am doing with a lot more enthusiasm and areas which are unknown less known or required attention i was able to do and today i'm just doing that just that and i'm very happy doing it for the choice of uh, decisions that i've taken lovely ma'am yes ma'am lovely uh, you very well put up uh, in this few sentences that you said but i'm sure there's much more to it the journey from how it all began the business part and then the transition from that uh, corporate kind of revenue generation thing to this non commercial thing i know uh, it must have been quite different I mean, how was the transition how did you feel in the beginning when this was happening 
uh, coming to the transition is 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 very early i would say because i now i'm 65 i would like to tell you that my earlier years because that is the biggest investment of life that we do how we plan up our initial years so i am a naval officer's daughter my father is a uh, was a neurosurgeon he was a i mean medical professional so i've traveled and done my 11 classes in nine schools so th- that's the interesting part of my life and i realized that being a south indian uh, not to uh, how do you say it? south indian generally are a little on the quieter side i realized that's not the way of life and one has to really quickly establish themselves and that quickly establish themselves was not just in words but in actions deeds and i think that's what i did right from i was 7th 8th standard to onwards till my school and college i've really been uh, i'm an opportunist if there's something interesting something good whether it is uh, organizing an event or doing some work charity work if someone said help me out for doing something i always wanted to go try it out and i would be one of the first ones to give my name in it and that gave me a conversation point wherever i went or with whomever i met so that made me look different appear different establish myself as an entity different i didn't know it was important then but now today i realize that that was my beginning my my whole life choices or opportunities was because i was able to establish as an identity as a personality and that made all the difference and from there of course leading a commercial life it was a very very uh, positive diff change so it was a smooth flow right from how do you say i was like very sought after reach marketing services 26 years of business in chennai there was nothing that we didn't do right from consumer durables hundreds of kids working training products dealers companies everything so i felt like queen bee of the chennai market and almost of many other places because banking financials there were very few women who would go do training like i was doing come there and i was i went to bahrain uh, for about 4 years and i was handling i was one of the only asian women who was handling financial diners club international from bahrain the whole country it was very tiny country but i was training people in abu in uh, qatar and in dubai so it was very very few women who did it from that coming to a non commercial area of trying to set up in visakhapatnam was a very smooth one because when i was working with the tribals there's a big joy in doing commercial earning very well and there's something that that that's huge drives you yes so that was my commercial path then when i landed at the tribal area there was nothing there was no exchange i don't give them anything they don't give me anything but every little bit that was exchanged the joy or the kind of exchange give bigger joy than i ever realized ever and i think that was something which was so beautiful i couldn't believe it that there is a community like this and they're so rich in their tradition and culture and i knew nothing and being with them they're illiterate but they're so literate in their 
farming or their societal nurturing everything they are uh, mainstream they don't know anything but they are in the depth of earth they know everything about seasons they know everything about production then uh, they are not as uh, communicative in i would say uh, mobile phones or writing they can't do anything but i think they have the most gregarious attitude they have so that was quite a clash and i loved the beauty of it all lovely ma'am i think uh, i mean i'm really proud of all the achievements that you've had in your corporate world to be being the first asian to do all of this especially like you said in the financial sector somebody going and training people in an arab world in an arab world yeah that's another <laughs> lot of feathers in your hat ma'am but uh, it's really nice to know all these stories from you know and you stand like a total inspiration to us right what you have been doing and how your life has you know transpired all these years and to what you're doing and i'm really happy to know that kind of you know the joy that you have been getting from the non commercial areas so and no kiran what i what i want to tell you is why i told you at the very beginning that i started early right i expect children also to do that it doesn't happen happen like magic overnight you know there there are a lot of blessed ones who are academically highly qualified and yeah they do get a great job and i think most parents aspire their children get into one of those larger colleges but that's a small percentage there are very many lots of us who are not academically terrific or want to be terrific also so for them what is life that this variety that you indulge in your ability to go out and do little activities initiatives combine things together when you do that i think life becomes easy i think ma'am somewhere down the line parents also play an important role in encouraging children right for example Absolutely. yeah like for example like you said in your school year since you have to change so many schools get adapted and then you would go out and maybe that was part of your personality too but i think somewhere your parents also supported you in whatever you did uh i would say one parent supported me one hell of a lot and one parent challenged me so much that i would ran away and did things but i did it <laughs> <laughs> lots of childhood stories there yes <laughs> yes yeah but uh, tell me something ma'am you just said that you have a grandson who is 11 year old so mm-hmm. what do you see the kind of childhood i mean since you had to move into so many different parts of the country because of your father's posting and the different schools and i think your grandson is uh, settled at one place right now yes he is he is so what my my my, my daughter is palki hatangadi she is vice president for tommy hill figure she's okay. done the retail and she's done in the fashion industry right. and and my grandson's name is vivan now uh, vivan has now been only in two places that is bombay and bangalore so but uh, but i think the kind of uh, childhood that my daughters had she knows what it means to invest in uh, different kinds of experiences for her child and that's exactly what it is she'll take him for bird watching she'll go take him for a trek she will gang up with other children and make sure an activity is done so that's hell of a lot like yesterday i've taken my grandson to take him to see the geo natural heritage so he, he reads it he understands it he soaks it so i i mean i make sure so when i take him in a garbage bag 
and there's not much garbage there but then we put our gloves and we picked up the garbage there i said it he kept complaining why do they throw it i said that answer you neither can you give nor i give but we can pick it up so he said why should we pick it up when they are throwing i said yes but that's somewhere along the way it's not as dirty as it was before that means the number of people throwing are not so it's a learning so the whole evening of just 3 hours made him feel so different so uh, that's there and yes he's also i would say uh, has been encouraged a lot by his parents at 11 he's a youtuber uh, and has huge number of subscribers and has uh, huge views also but uh, you must be really proud of how he is been growing up how your daughter actually is i mean you're molding him into the person that is yes. growing up to right yes. i think somewhere ma'am your genes have passed into her or maybe your upbringing you know so she know like how her childhood was spent around uh, parents my like partner partner mr hatangri that is sohan is his name he also he's a storyteller he's a writer he has taken us all over the place we i mean we've had various experiences and together i remember when we first got married my one question was i must travel and he says definitely i'll show you the world and i said give it to me in writing so that was in 1977 he actually okay. gave it to me in writing i will take you really? and i kept yes <laughs> and now i've done some 36 countries so wow yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I'm sure he also must be enjoying those travels with you, ma'am. That's why you know somewhere. Yes, yes. Both of us are equally involved. He also does a lot of his own level of activities and initiatives now. Even he's not in the commercial uh, side so, now anymore. Was he also working with you? I mean, both of you had the business together? No, no, no. He was his own. He's an engineer, and uh, he was looking at all India. spaces that is whirlpool national nippo philips he was the general manager and all that so he had his own life and then he was in bahrain for a long time ah for 11 years and i was looking after my daughter in chennai with my business but once i gave up my business i joined him for a few years right i think that's when you went and taught the people there uh, in bahrain right so that yeah. was my first job i've taken after I business went to a job So okay. That was the first job I've done ever. <laughs> so how was it work, working for someone else, ma'am? After running your own business, how was it working for somebody else? I ran it like my own business, <laughs> and it was such a, it was so progress progressive. Meaning, uh, usually everybody does a certain responsibility like a job. For me, I don't know what a job was, so I ran that whole thing like it was my business. and i think it was alarming uh, success that had come out and so, because i didn't know what it was to do a job it was always uh, business and given my best and it was always youngsters especially in the sales line when there are youngsters involved hmm. you have to give them a very qualitative uh, training qualitative benefits to make it a qualitative success if they go back with that uh, layer of learning i was very selfish every child must learn well they must understand how it is to comprehend and become a good communicating person and that was what was the basic of our business so a lot of products lot of color lot of people lot of customers clients business so it was active place in chennai 
international bank giving up that business was tough so i handed it over to somebody and they took it off to at another level it still continues in chennai yeah and it is yeah. under the name called reach marketing services for several years i was a sleeping director uh, for some years then around somewhere around 2009 or something i gave it up but i think you what legacy you have left for that marketing company i think the next people who were took it over they have carried it forward right <laughs> the gentleman who took it over worked with me when he was a youngster so okay. he has the same commitment <laughs> so somehow you have trained him well i think that that shows ma'am so how well you trained your people in the company see i was I, possessive i'm pretty possessive about all this <laughs> i always talk of uh, uh, investment uh, that means uh, you know you, you need to have an roi return of investment i say so whatever we do however we do even if it is having fun have fun properly i mean don't do half bake lot of lessons to be learned from you ma'am oh, i'm so all of you know it <laughs> yeah ma'am but then when you speak i mean with so much happiness be it the corporate thing the business part of the, your life or your uh, association with the tribals or the uh, work as a heritage narrator i mean you're speaking it with such you know joy in your eyes i can make it out you you were enjoying whatever you were doing right i know oh, yes. i'm sure there were a lot of difficulties you had to have a lot of challenges otherwise you wouldn't have be doing what you're doing right There's now no life without challenges come on you must have <laughs> ma'am let's come to this part of your um, uh, tribal community facilitator i mean can you just throw light on what you exactly do with the tribals okay so it so happened that i returned home from bahrain 2005 and i was like i mean very senior position earning extremely well coming back to my hometown which to me was a tiny piddly place <laughs> and i cannot uh, take somebody like myself i mean that was my arrogance which said but my i remember my partner sohan telling me uh, we had our duty to do we had to get our daughter married we got her married in 6 and the only thing he said the whole world is yours you go where you want i understand but i am staying this is my hometown too we i am staying here you can go wherever so i had the freedom to go wherever but one thing he said very very strong was but remember your capability doesn't lie in yourself your capability lies in a place which is large enough in a place where you can make big money in a place that can handle you so it is not your capability you have to go search for a place whereas a capable person can do it anywhere i i thought that was a thappad across my face so that was i said ah that's not fair i i can do something 
so that was that made me i said let me hang around and see what i can do and believe me what i got was very interesting two things one was mafoy it was a, a training center so i was opening training centers all over south india for the bpl that is below poverty line children i was opening different training centers all over not only in andhra pradesh but in tamil nadu also all over and training that for below poverty line children youngsters and the other part was i was introduced into the tribal area and the first thing that we did was setting up lovely primary schools in 42 villages but each village would, would take tackle three to four villages would have one school okay. and this was the beginning of it all i mean uh, and and the style that we took for that education was called walled off it is a german establishment i mean uh, line of education thinking and the uh, gentleman who started it was in the 1880s and he was rudolf steiner and he had this gurukulam style of method probably he learned it from india but called it walled off i always think it is he's got a lot of basics which come from our gurukulam where nature is the first teacher and rest of europe many all over they go through the waldorf system so while we were setting up primary schools in remote vulnerable tribal areas i tell you it was something unbelievable so while you set up an educational small hut for about 20 children 30 children you come across parents you come across youth you come across people of different uh, uh, attitudes and what it is so everything you can sort of make it better make it uh, uh, more comfortable more resourceful you can set a channel health is not okay how do you do it so while the school is being set up there we were able to do on forest rights farming understand what they're doing what are their difficulties if it is a woman's health what are her difficulties if a man is not receiving something because of something he doesn't know to fill a form so we would do that so while we were doing it we started setting up all this i we got to know the lacuna when i'm saying we we it was not me singular i was the only one from the outside but there's something called the community based organizations so these community based organizations are well versed they are adivasis themselves or girijan tribal themselves but slightly educated not professional so when i started going over there i was the only person with that kind of professional at- atmosphere so able to bring in a methodology a process a system how they can but i had to go back to very basics right you had to and unlearn that, maybe whatever you have learned all these years it's all there it's all there but how do you bring it like one thing is everything can be done there's a certain degree of success wherever you are even in a cooking you see you know you want it to be a best dish so what do you do 10 times you look at your ingredients 10 times you weigh it why so what if it doesn't taste good but that's not how you start that's what life is all about everything that you start wherever you are unlearn learn is not the usual uh, way of saying it everything we assess before we audit and we do it and everything we learn so that's how it all got started and while i was doing all this 
imagine an american comes all the way to vizag he's looking for a place and i meet him and he says i want to start a school an american school here i thought i was in a dream an american school in vizag and half of it was the children should spend in the tribal area the american children should work with the principal schools the american school children should contribute to the society american children should know to read and speak hindi american should know about the environment of visakhapatnam and surrounding they should understand indian history languages so for about that many years i we took them all over the country they were all living in vizag homes we had american faculty all that so that made my life i think absolutely exciting yes ma'am definitely i think that interaction with the tribals and how you uh, came up with working all of that and then this interacting with students is any time blissful affair you know it's, it's so enjoyable continues to get rooted into it i'm still working i still go there i still do it with schools i'm still with community i do with a lot of job opportunities vocational training teacher training it goes on it continues and everything that i invest my time and my effort or my personal my personal uh, equation into it i have to get results i slip sometimes or they slip sometimes but we always pick ourselves together and continue i think it was the i mean th- thoroughly enjoyable journey for you with the students you know because getting yeah. them uh, into here and inculcating all these values and making them read and write hindi that's something new to me i never knew that this was happening uh, in visakhapatnam i've been staying here since last 3 years but all this while i'm not sure 8 and 9 this is in during 2008 and 9 very far was this covered somewhere ma'am uh, about the thing yes. that is happening oh yes so much if you if you say sya india you will see a lot of it yeah still yeah. going on in other cities of our country other parts of the world no other city it was only in vizag and it okay. stopped with once it stopped in india but it continues in italy spain uh, and france and china china because of covid they stopped it from the last 3 years and the other part of the world also they stopped it during covid but again they are back i went to vietnam and started the same program in vietnam too same school year abroad vietnam i was there for 3 months because i had the experience of an asian country and i had done very successfully here they asked me to go to vietnam and started there so i was there in vietnam and started it there too are you in touch with any of the students ma'am that were yes. with you yes yes not just with the students i am in touch with the faculty i've traveled with the faculty to morocco and rest of the world i've done i'm still in touch with them i think lovely journey ma'am so what you are uh, talking about i mean you have been having this exposure in different kind of you know areas of life it adds on to your personality right all these experiences do add on to your personality <laughs> as i said i'm an opportunist any good one and i take it <laughs> <laughs> lovely ma'am but i am so glad to have uh, interacted with you uh, and here i am interviewing you and trying to get you know more i'm sure our listeners would definitely enjoy this conversation also <laughs> ma'am uh, let's talk about this role that you play as a heritage narrator can you just tell uh, us about this my 
my favorite one of why is that as i said kiran i've traveled a lot uh, so and and most of our travels have been very organized travel meaning we don't do those uh, 10 countries in in 12 days and things like that list. yeah i yeah we've never done it although it must be fascinating my, both me and my partner sohan he's always organized it extremely well right from the first one because we love to soak in the atmosphere we love to be part of it so of course we get ganja with the money pura we spend <laughs> but we spend it we spend it well so we've done a lot of countries and most of it our highlight of those choice of countries is obviously something to do with the heritage backdrop with the intrinsic people that are there languages color food uh, things which is uh, customs festivities we love that so we always plan it around one of those like a carnival or a festival or something like that or so that's how we've been doing most of our travel and wisag uh, is my hometown and uh, my granny my mom and all of them are here it's so strange that although we have festivals we have everything they never had a story to tell except what happened in the neighborhood or whatever they never had a big story and it is almost unbelievable that they did not even know there were buddhist sites here even now my mom jokes and she says what buddhist sites here is a question and it goes on that way so i was part of an organization called intact okay so intact is indian national trust for art and cultural heritage so i was part of that so in that there was a beautiful program where the whole country had to do something called my city my heritage when we did it along with uh, one two other members we decided to make something so one of the gentlemen made a very pretty story kind of thing and that took off we were doing one two programs a year that's it somewhere around 2015 before the pfr you know the presidential field review? review yes that was in 16 but uh, around uh, october 15 it so happened that uh, uh, admiral satish soni uh, wanted his family members to see so why is that because he has to put it as a program for visiting navies that were coming from all over the world and that's when i took the role of being a heritage narrator by the time i had already had lot of material i was doing two three a year on a buddhist site on a colonial work but not so many and by the time 2016 17 18 now my colonial works itself are about 100 other buddhist sites all of them put together would be another so much so now i'm doing three and four a month so what does it mean to be a heritage narrator there's something called a guide and there's something called a heritage narrator a guide usually takes them around tells a few basics a narrator is able to connect the past with the present with the future so my thing is more with excavation notes what could have happened i'm able to connect with what happened right there with carbon dating with other information with the kind of architectural and archaeological information i tie it together So what happens is once you you walk with me or rather go around with me it so happens that for a moment of your time probably everyone says that you took me back in time I felt like I was somewhere before 
they, you get that feeling. So a narrator has a huge responsibility of giving the side, like you practically become the voice of that time. So the flow of information or the connect between one monument and the other monument has to be extremely strong. So that is what, and since I am a communicator, I am blessed with it. I've combined that part and this part together and I'm able to get the best out of it. And one thing is, since I do everything voluntarily, I don't take a rupee, that has given me a huge uh, quantum of pricelessness. Go for a walk with her and it's awesome. Go for a walk with her and just pay her 200 or 500 or 1000 rupees and it's gone. But it is like, she, I mean, that's what it is. And that has given a lot of equation with the administration. So they are, they listen, they love it. Because if you are a collector, you are some, you're playing a big role as an administration of a city or that district. You want your city and district also to be known by everybody. So one part that you're known extremely well is how smartly or how smooth or clean your city is. But that is same for every city. But what is different is the heritage. That knowledge of heritage is the true character of a place. And that's what we love. I love to elevate. I love to bring it up. And that becomes whatever be the age, whatever be the gender, whatever be the mood of the person. But then when you bring it up, it becomes fascinating. Lovely, ma'am. Lovely. In, in fact, I'm so intrigued by what you have been doing as a heritage narrator. Like you, even when you're talking about it, you make me feel as if we are in. I mean, you've taken us back to that time because you're. I mean, doing with such passion, right? I'm sure whoever walks with you on these walks, they would definitely have a lovely time. Because I remember reading about you. I mean, you have been doing this for such a long time. But uh, when I discussed about you in my circle of friends, they were like, really? Is this really happening? And everybody showed interest. You definitely would want to join ma'am whenever she does this. And in fact, I read about you, I think two weeks back, there was an article in Hindu about these heritage sites. So I read about, and then I tried to look over the net for your contact number. I really wanted to somehow get in touch with you and get this message out, you know, in the open. And then when I uh, actually got to know more about you through you and people who admire you, and I'm I was like I'm really lucky. Finally, you're here, and it's really nice, ma'am. What you're trying to do that you know the past, present, and future that connect, and then talking about the heritage of your city. So uh, I think especially for like you said, all ages, right? Everybody would yes. definitely enjoy this. Uh, work that you are doing and so how did you get this information ma'am from where did you collect all the information or research for this every city has their own uh, level of information somewhere but then it is always tucked away we are not interested it's not uh, it, it's not uh, it doesn't become part of uh, school or uh, or interest but here where we were digging out we realized that we have our own visa gazettes so I, we use the gazette and get a lot of information. Then we have uh, something called the excavation notes for Buddhist sites. Then we have the maritime heritage, which is there as uh, people keep writing diaries and stuff. But our my biggest, biggest friend or uh, surprise that happened was in 2018, 
uh, 17 December, I got an email from a gentleman from Melbourne called John Castellers, and uh, he was from Visay, and he's retired an aeronautical engineer. He writes to me and says, "You've been doing these walks. I'm very happy." And he sends me something which is a precious map. I've never seen that. Wow. And from that day till now, I think every day we have some exchange. And John Castellers continuously does research, does so much research, and he gives me information and that information on the walks. But this is only colonial. Again, this Buddhist is different, which I do myself. But we always need this kind of support. But our colonial visa, colonial history is fascinating, very fascinating. It happened. and why not know more about it so that's how we start uh, when i start these walks i have different ways of of taking the people through the streets through the lanes and i take them so there are different kinds of walks that we have one of them is the vasagapatnam heritage walk which is about 1.8 uh, 2.3 kilometers walk it takes about 90 minutes another one is 180 degrees and eight stories from ross hill so about vaisak and the connect so like that we do it on bikes also we do it on some on do it on cycles we do it on cycles also so it depends if it's on cycles i extend the spaces if it is walk i have to reduce the spaces so that way we keep doing up and down this lovely ma'am thank you so much for uh, letting us know your world and uh, getting to know more about it but ma'am uh, in the future if all this is happening how do we know about these uh, walks that you i mean how do people know about them in these walks are going to happen uh, uh it's it's like this that i'm not floating any walks nowadays now you've heard me i expect that you with friends about 10 12 that's enough you decide on a date i should be in town it's either early morning or little late in the evening that is 334 but it's always hot in the evening early morning 530 quarter to 5 we meet and that's how we do a walk anywhere it's interesting to do it so like this people keep getting to know keep so i have not floated my own walk at all it's not necessary especially because of corona you don't know who the person joining and it's better that you come as your own group and that has worked very well so the different walks that i do i'll just spell it out for you since you are asking and i'm sure your listeners also would like to know sure. the first the first few walks are the buddhist walks which are very interesting Totlakonda, Bavi Konda, Pavirala Konda, and Bajjana Konda. Bajjana Konda happens to be at Anaka Pali, and uh, Pavirala Konda recently the Navy did. Ninety-four women did it. Now each uh, did uh, they did it climbed up the hill. It's a lovely walk, and I I do it with walking meditation. I do it with different activities. I combine along with the narration. So these are the four Buddhist sites of our area. then i have something called the colonial walks the two colonial walks i do but even in the colonial walks it depends on who the group is if it is photographers digital uh, uh, design people or if it is archaeological students if it is architectural students i have to elaborate differently so i curate these based on who the group is so that is colonial walk all the walks take about less than 2 hours i say 2 but then depending on the interest it becomes maybe slightly more so that is one then we have something called the tribal 
the tribal requires an overnight one which i don't do it myself meaning i do it but the group has to do everything and i just join them and do it that's it then i have something called the theme destination visiting a craft center in atikopaka that okay. also i do it. Uh, they have to organize the bus and everything i take them along so that is one and it depends if you if somebody wants to do kambal konda and want to do something on the marine coast i don't do it but i will support the whoever wants to do it there are professionals who do that so that's the different walks that i do it's quite a number thank you so much ma'am for listing it out i'm sure when my listeners especially from vishakhapatnam and otherwise who would want to uh, visit this city in future would definitely uh, come forward and get in touch with you for these walks because i'm not sure i've not heard i mean i've heard in mumbai a big cities you know when people do these heritage walks but uh, cities like vishakhapatnam or mysore or i mean uh, i uh, it's really nice that you have taken this up out of your own interest and all of us are benefiting from what you have taken up as a venture but i'm glad that you say you've not heard about it because i keep thinking it's over uh, popularized because everybody seems to be knowing it everybody knows so i'm glad that if you are going to spread it among your listeners who haven't been i would love to take them maybe the month of may june is hot we won't but from right. july august we can start going early in the morning and you would right. love it definitely ma'am definitely ma'am so uh, let me ask you something about your personal side how is your equation with your daughter ma'am how is it being a mother to your daughter mm actually for with everybody it is a big binda style good very nice. meaning uh, meaning um, age or uh, time or anything never come whether it's my grandson my husband or my daughter uh, we don't have much with uh, uh, how do you say it it's friendly fun independent but very dependent that way nice nice reporter <laughs> ma'am so what do you do other than these activities uh, do you read books or you like to listen to music watch movies i binge watch i love watching movies but i choose what i watch i don't watch anything and everything i love and i do love a lot of documentaries which are very interesting and all that i do watch, but i do do that i drive myself wherever i go to the tribal areas i drive myself so i'm go long distances i drive so driving is a very interesting part of my life i love music uh reading i was reading before but today it's more on the topics that i have i would like to know more on the buddhist more on something else so i choose what i read and yes i do that's it thank and you and i so have family here i have family here i'm very very particular that my family has me as close as possible and they never should hesitate where or who should help them they should immediately say oh jayshree is there we she can do it that's the kind of tone i like with my family so my mother my aunts everybody who are here i'm pretty close to them lovely ma'am i think uh, being in a place so close to your heart and then being close to everyone after traveling for such a long time and being in chennai Uh, doing your business and all and coming back to your town and doing what you like and then finding the joy in your family at the end of the day what more can you ask for yes lovely ma'am any message to our listeners ma'am from your side you'd like to give any message 
uh, the message is that we have an exciting life and i think every day can become as beautiful as possible so the kind is that you think about life like uh, today is an empty page what do i do with it fill it up wonderfully well color it try and do different things meet different people and imagine that becomes your book of life lovely ma'am the children with your partner with your neighbors even with the vegetable vendor talk to them properly that becomes interesting yes ma'am i think little things matter and like you said you know just listening to your message to our listeners already makes me feel so energetic uh, full of life <laughs> so i think you know the vibes i'm already getting and i'm sure when everybody listen to this definitely somewhere you know everybody will try to get back to where they've lost that touch with life right and hopefully we'll have uh, much more i mean uh, interactions with you over the walks in the future ma'am but uh, that's exciting thanks kiran thank you so much for being a part of this episode ma'am so how did you feel the conversation today i it was a beautiful share i love that it totally allowed me to be uh, feel free and share with you and that's important it's very rarely that people will ask you from beginning till here so i loved it thank you so much thank you so much ma'am